Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs i'm denise harper co-host of the bridge morning show with denise and chris and program director for the bridge there's something special about sitting across the table from a friend whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart i hope today's conversation will inspire and encourage you I am so thrilled to get to talk with Season Bowers today. And Season, a first thing I have to ask you, where did your parents get your name? I love the name Season. Oh, thank you. I used to hate it when I was little. Um, but And I've always, I spent most of my life as an actor, so most people assumed that it's a stage name. But mm. no, um, it's actually from Ecclesiastes 3.1 to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And uh, yes. I didn't understand that when I was little. My mom used to just kind of be like, we liked it. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but once I got older and she really shared with me more about you know how I came about and it was the right time in their lives, I'm really grateful. I, I, I love to be able to answer the question with, with Scripture and, yeah. and let people know. You know, that that's, that's the reality. There are changing seasons and times, and God is a God of all of it. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, you really are aware when your name is seasoned that, that seasons change. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And so uh, <laughs> you dropped a little thing in that statement when you were sharing that about being an actor. You're an actor, too? I mean, you have a long yeah, list. So <laughs> it is a weird thing. My, people, they're like, wait. You d- and you do this and what? So yes, my I was born singing and dancing like that. It, people have asked, you know, oh, are your parents supportive? I'm like, there was no other chance. <laughs> just, it was just going to be what it was. And I am so grateful that I had a theatrical on on stage in mm. theater, uh, a career that was really wonderful. Mm. I I got to live my dream and be a working actor, singing and dancing and doing all the things and. Yeah. I really lived my dream, and at some point, I said, all right, Lord, this is amazing. I never thought I would do anything else ever in my life, and as I was going on a journey with the Lord, um, I just felt at some point that I needed to uh, match my heart with my head, because I didn't really have a whole lot of, like, any kind of formal Christian education, and, and so I looked into going to seminary. And I didn't think they'd even let me in. <laughs> I wanted some more because I was like, I'm an actor. What do I have to offer? And oh. I wasn't trying to go, you know, be a pastor. or I didn't know what I wanted. I just wanted more information. Mm-hmm. And so I went and they let me in. And I was so encouraged and uh, um, inspired. And people saw potential in me. And they said, wow, we believe that you have a calling in your life. And I... I felt that as well, and I retired from performing full-time and 
met and married my husband who was pastoring and I joined him in that. And Mm. so, yeah, I've I've had some really interesting pivots in my life, but you know, God is so faithful to use everything. Mm. I thought I was walking away from something forever. And yet what I get to do, be it speaking or creatively podcasting, or, you know, I've got some other fun irons in the fire. Yeah. All the things I get to do really use the abilities and gifts that he's grown in me from strange abilities that I have, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, people wonder like, don't you miss it? I'm like, I feel like I use all the same things all the time. Yes. It's interesting how we, our lives are made up kind of building blocks. And sometimes even we uh, learn to do certain things and never think that they'll be part of what we do when we grow up. And it sounds like that has been something that God has been uh, building in you all along. Yeah, exactly. He, he cares about every dream. Right, he mm. he's so good at bringing things back around, and the dreams and the desires that we have as children, they really do play out if we are open to the, saying, "Okay, Lord, I I trust that you care about this thing that I loved." Yeah, uh, and and we have opportunity to sort of lean into that and watch how he brings things full circle. You and your husband are pastoring a church. No, so we I I was uh, in California. I was a pastor uh, at a couple different churches, you okay. know, over about a decade. Mm-hmm. And the Lord called me out of the local pastor role, and so I might enter it, and I travel and I speak, <laughs> and I'm on the radio, and I my book just came out. Yes, so I do things that are more, um, you know, mobile. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I'm really I'm really grateful. And and then my husband and I actually now own a coffee shop. <laughs> I know. So tell me how that came to be. And can I just say, what a perfect place for someone whose heart, who has the heart of a shepherd, to be yeah. in a coffee shop where people lean in just looking for, they might even be looking for quiet, <laughs> but they also, yeah. I think, are looking to be connected somehow. And coffee tends to do that. It's my favorite thing. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that I would love it so much. I adore serving people. I adore just being an open door for people to come in yeah. and just receive what they need. And the Lord has used it. And, and so many people are like, oh, are you going to start a coffee shop or a church in your coffee shop or a Bible study? I'm like, no, nope, mm. not at all. We are not faith forward in that way. We have these pieces of art on the wall. Mm-hmm. that say power, love, and self-discipline. They're these icons, these really cool um, pictures. And so we, our our shop is called Intrepid Nitro Coffee and Tea Bar. It means fearless. And and our core values, and it's rooted in Second Timothy, um, you know, mm-hmm. God didn't come to bring a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-discipline. And yeah. so that's our core value. It's on the wall. If you know anything about Scripture, you might see <laughs> that and go, oh, they love Jesus. Yeah. But we're stealth. We're here <laughs> to be an environment that people wouldn't know because there's plenty of that. There's plenty of coffee shops or, or places that have, you know, scripture on the wall and are, you know, really um, blatant about it. But yeah. we love just kind of coming in under the radar and loving people where they are. And mm-hmm. it's a safe environment for people to come in. And I love it. It's, it's truly brings me so much joy to meet new, new and wonderful people every day. And I bet they keep coming back. 
<laughs> yes, they sure do. And it's wild. We're, we're almost nine months old, so it's a whole new thing for us. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks. It's been a wild journey. <laughs> we hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at Iconic Sparkle com or on their app. So you've hosted a radio program and you're mm-hmm. a blogger and a speaker. And we've talked about that. And we've I found out that you have acting in your blood and you've written a book called the <laughs> joy bringer challenge. When and where did you decide that you wanted to write a book and uh, decide on this topic? Oh, well, again, it was sort of like being an actor. There was really no other choice. And for me, I, I have always been this person. Someone would, has always said to me, like, what is this about you? Like, what is this thing? And I wasn't really sure how to process it. I would kind of laugh and go, oh, thanks, it's Jesus. Or, haha, yeah, it's my hair, right? Because I have pretty bright <laughs> hair. And, but for, for so long in my life, I have carried this thing in me, um, which I now would call joy, but I didn't know what it was. And as my life has taken twists and turns and I've dealt with, you know, real trauma and trial and difficulty, the Lord has been revealing to me more about what joy really is. And I was able to label it and go, wow, okay. And, and then through the difficulties, he reveals, this is not circumstantial. You can still have this. I want you to know what it is. Mm-hmm. And at some point I knew that my call in my life, the, the, the most important thing is that I want to shout from the mountaintops, joy is for you because Jesus is for you. Mm -hmm. That is the greatest passion of my life. Because the Lord, as He was leading me to learn more about this, I knew that it's not just for me. Like this thing that I have, that I carry, that I've grown to understand, it's for everybody. And that has been a wonderful um, journey that I wound up, put on paper because I wanted people to get it and grab a hold of it because the world needs joy. And yes. it, it is radically left out of the Christian experience. It's sort of looked at as the optional cherry on the Sunday of the good news. And yet it's the thing that the good news is rooted in, right? It's the yeah. good news that's of great joy for all people. Yeah. So I'm so passionate about this. Uh, it's the thing that wakes me up every day. I love that. I think it's uh, this season of the year, no pun intended, <laughs> this this time <laughs> this time of the year, uh, there's so many joyful sounds, joyful music. There's, you know, people, even people who don't really understand joy tend to be yeah. more joyful. But uh, I, you hit something there about having joy even in the hard times. And that it's that that you can, for instance, people who have lost someone this year, this is the first this is the first season going through in this first year without a loved one. And how does joy enter into that whole grieving process? Well, I'm so glad that you brought that up because 
um, I've got a podcast out now called the Joybringer podcast. And, and right now in this Advent season, I'm having lots of conversations, <clears throat> releasing probably 15 or 20 podcasts in this season. Yeah. And so many of these are about conversations centered around how do we have hope? How do we have joy, peace? How do we connect to love when there's so much pain and difficulty, not only in our world, but in our own personal lives? And the conversation I just, I don't know when this is going to be released, but uh, I released a conversation um, yesterday about how, how do we navigate the nostalgia and the joy that we often have in the old Mm. and then also look ahead to the new, these new experiences when they're so different from what we used to have. There were, there have been years of my life where I hated Christmas because it just, it didn't look, it wasn't Christmas. I didn't know what it was. My experience Mm. of Christmas no longer looks or feels like the thing that I know it to be. And the struggle to even get any kind of motivation to even be grateful for the birth of Jesus. I mean, that's just transparent, right? Where I'm like, listen, I don't think God's going to be mad if I don't celebrate Christmas this year, Mm -hmm. right? There's so much grace. But the thing that I love about Advent is Jesus came at the right time into a season of chaos and fear and difficulty and trial. And he came into a situation that wasn't easy and bright and nostalgic. It, it, he yeah. came into hardship on purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's this Christmas, this Advent season, the arrival of Jesus in our trauma, in our pain, in the difficulty. He has come. And that's the beauty. This is what I say again and again. You, you know, you may not feel joy, and that's okay, because joy is so much more than a feeling. But we can lock eyes with joy because he's here. Jesus is the joy bringer, and we lock eyes with joy and know that it's available. Mm. That is so good. And so do you <laughs> well, walk through thing- do, do you walk through these things yeah. in your book, The Joybringer Challenge? Oh yes. Yes. So that's what I'm so grateful for. The Lord gave me this path, if you will. I said when I was going to actually make it a thing, I was like, Lord, I, I need some sort of structure to this yeah. thing. I, I needed some kind of outline. And immediately I felt this, what I like to call a download from heaven. <laughs> and I heard salvation, healing, filling, leading. Mm. And then in each of those sort of four sections, the Lord lined it all up. And it, it, it does, it starts with salvation. It, if our joy is deeply rooted, it, it is, it is because of Jesus. So we need to understand like who he is and what that means for us mm-hmm. and, and understand what comes with the love of God, with what, who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first section. The second section is about healing, um, physical, spiritual, emotional, right? Jesus, it says of him, he's the son of God. He was the Messiah. But what he did was go from town to town healing everybody. Like Jesus is a healer. It's what he does. So us to connect our understanding of what it looks like to be touched by God, the emotional, the identity that gets healed, right? Our, first of all, most important to the forgiveness that heals the, the shame and, and the brokenness. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that, that Jesus is still healing, and he does it in so many ways. So connecting with the Lord and understanding 
that. And then being filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I must go away. I must so that you can have this power in you yeah. uh, on a broader scale, right? So mm-hmm. to understand who the Holy Spirit is, and what the Holy Spirit's here to do, and then leading, how do we take all this truth, right? The truth of who Jesus is, the identity that we have, the forgiveness, the healing, the wholeness, the power. How do we lead our lives and lead others well? And that's that's the section on leading. So mm-hmm. this is what it's built on. And and then each section has a core value that's rooted in that. And and so I'm so excited. That, this is what we're going to talk about at, at, uh, at yeah. the conference this yes. in January. I cannot we're wait. We're going to talk about how. Oh, yeah, me too. That's why I wanted to get a chance to have you share with us so that we know what we can expect at the ladies conference. Mm-hmm. It's called bring the joy ladies conference. And I have an idea that if you come empty of joy, you're going to find it for sure. And maybe you're mm-hmm. the joy that you have. You just want more of uh, it's a, it's going to be for all of us, all of us ladies. So that is beautiful. I can't wait to break into that together with you. Um, what else would you say for the lady who's maybe on the edge thinking about coming to the ladies conference? Well, here's the, here's the thing. More than any of the things that I get to do in my life, my favorite thing is to be live and in person with people. I am so driven by relationships. So this is my favorite thing to do. I love to make coffee for people. Fun fact, I don't drink coffee. I hate it. Oh, no way. I know. I know. Don't be mad. Don't not invite me to come. <laughs> but I, I'm a tea drinker, so I don't get it. I, I am fully caffeinated, but I'm caffeinated on tea. But I, so next to that, I love to be in person because what God does, right? It, when we gather together, the power, we're going to worship together. I am ridiculous over the moon excited about Natalie, who's coming yes, um, to lead us in worship. Yes. And I... It's so powerful when we gather together, especially as women. I just, oh, I love women so much. Um, to experience something together. It's, it's this effervescent joy when we're together. And we're going we're gonna to learn and grow. We're going to experience God together. We're going to build relationships and, and leave changed. So even if you don't know anybody, come sit by me. I'll stand with you and worship. We'll eat lunch together. I love meeting new people. Yeah, laying hands on people to pray, to look in the eye of God's favorites, right, and and hear your stories. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. It's going to be a unifying event and one that will go beyond the day and a half that we're going to have together. Yes. Amen. Well, thank you so much. We're looking forward to it. And uh, you have a website. Yeah, seasonbowers.com. Find me at Instagram or Facebook. Uh, check out my, my podcast. It, that's going to be a great way to just, you know, get a little bit more about who is this girl? Yes. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, it's the Joybringer podcast. It's, it's anywhere you download podcasts. And yeah. um, I am so looking forward to meeting you all, though, because, you know, you can kind of hear me on the radio or get to know me through, you know, the book or whatever. But I can't wait to get to know yeah. you. <laughs> Because it's very, very one-sided. I'm like, well, no, I want to know who you are and and, um, and meet people, put names and faces to, to ears, you know. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it, and we will see you very soon. Season, thank you.
I'm, I'm beyond excited. I can't wait. Oh, all right. Well, we'll see you at the ladies' conference. It's coming up January 19th and 20th. You can find more details at wearethebridge.org. Thanks, season. Thank you. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we're not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. Thank you for listening to this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs. To share a comment, suggest a topic, or ask a question, email us podcast at wearethebridge.org. And please join me for a daily devotion on my blog entitled Treasured Inside. You can find it directly at deniseharper.blog or at wearethebridge.org slash devotion. Until our next sip, I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.